Hey, welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Moses Bright, who is a member of our Wealth Circle community. Now, the Wealth Circle community is a community here at Property Wealth Education. Once people have gone through our three days property summit, it's a community where I mentor people, I share great value information on how to start to grow their business. When Moses from Announce Property joined us, he was already at the growth stage of his business. He wasn't at the start stage, he was at the growth stage of his business. Now we're gonna discuss a lot around how he started, why he came to Property Wealth, and how he's basically blown up his business, especially over the last 12 months. Without further ado, Moses Bride, how are you? I'm awesome, man. I mean, and thank you, first of all, for inviting me, um, you know, to this. It's absolutely wonderful. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm doing good. Absolutely Fan- wonderful. Fantastic. So you go into property about, around about 2016, 2017. That's when you started to learn, you know, through other coaches and mentors who have helped you, you know, get your food on the ladder. Before property, let's, before actually even, t- you know, going to property, let's talk about you. Yeah. You know, I want, I want, I really want the audience to know who you are mm. and how did this all begin? You know, were you born here? What was your upbringing like? Thank you. Very good question, actually. So I wasn't actually born here. I was actually born in Nigeria and, you know, born into a lovely family. And but from a very young age, I don't know where it was, I was just fascinated with buildings. Just, you know, young, but just fascinated with buildings. And I had the privilege to experience a property of ours. But my grandfather, I was with my grandparents and they... You know, they built a house. My mom helped with that. And I was there when it was built from scratch. And that for me was just like, you know, I was on site literally all day. So, you know, even though I was, I was schooling, so I only went, I only did like primary school, what do you call it? primary school and then secondary school. And towards the end of secondary school, that's when I relocated to the UK very, very young, over, you know, over 20 years ago. But property was just something that even as a young kid, you know, when you're playing, everyone's having fun, there was just that thought process in my head. One day I would like to own my own property. And I was mm. young. I was like, you know, from the age of seven, 13, in my, in my teen, year, um, teen years. And yes, I got into different things when I got here and went to school. I was a guy who actually didn't do, from someone who was doing good in school in back in Nigeria, I remember when I came here and started doing my GCSEs and it was predicted, you know, that my grades would be quite bad. I was told, you know, I couldn't only I could only achieve things like the C's and the D's, and that was my first encounter of when someone speaks something negative into you and the effect it can have on you. So from from just hearing those words that you know you know you know you're not you're not really gonna do well um, in your GCSEs. So I, I just flunked my GCSEs. I didn't you know didn't do too well, and you know low self esteem. You're not really you know you're not that positive anymore because someone just told you that you can't do this and but even at school even while I was in school I was still thinking somewhere in me was still thinking about property regardless and I had different jobs and it got to a point where I'm in my early 20s I just thought you know what when I went to university I actually studied dance I'm actually I actually dance <laughs> I, dance. I don't know that but actually I've some people who know me they know I, I, I did dance 
in um in college in North West College. So I, I studied dance and then went to Roehampton University to study dance studies. Again, I'm getting back into it. While doing dance, something hit me. And it was just, I mean, I love dance and everything, but I didn't really see a lot of dancers back then owning their homes. And that was where it started to hit me. That, okay, if I continue to dance, and let's say I get into shows, I do contemporary, I do hip-hop, I do this, yeah. will I be really be able to look after my family? Mm. And can I, will I just be renting? Because then I was, believe you me, I was renting rooms, but I didn't even know it was called a HMO. So I lived in so many HMOs from like 2005, you know, but I never knew it was called HMOs. But I was just, in the back of my mind, I just kept thinking. So, you know, I eventually left that, that degree. And fast forward, I think coming to like 2012, I just thought, you know what? I need to go back to university. From a guy who was told when he was young that you can't do well and your GCSEs didn't do too well, I decided, you know what, let me actually go study business and let me understand what it is to be an entrepreneur. Because I think watching my grandmother grow up, it's, it's always been on the inside of me. Yeah. That, that business mindset and always looking at properties. I would watch um, so many property videos, like Homes Under the Hammer. Under the Hammer, I would watch it. And then I was obsessed with a book, Bridge That Poor Dad. No one told me about it. I just found, because I was just searching. I read the book and I thought, wow. So when you buy things like this, that's a liability. But if you own this, you can make it earn you money. And that's, so I started to learn. So I decided, you know what, let me get myself another degree. So I got myself um, first class in business management. So let me, let me push you there very quickly. So you grew up from Nigeria. Yeah. In your teens, then you came to the UK. Mm-hmm. And you saw your parents basically build their own house, which is something that is very... My, gra- my grandparents, yeah. Yeah, your grandparents, which is something that is very common in Nigeria. In Nigeria, you buy a land. Yeah. You buy a land in Nigeria, you do the foundation. You actually, everybody builds their house in Nigeria. You right. don't you don't buy ready-made... I mean, these times have changed. People right. not buying ready-made houses. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, there's so much land. Yeah. You know, so it's a normal thing. And we... You know what? There's a lot of things that we've taken for granted growing back home. Yeah. Growing up back home in Africa. Mm-hmm. Growing up back in Africa, these are things that are just normal that you see people do every day. Yeah. <laughs> but in England, you don't see that happening every day. And it's such mm. a big deal here Correct. where you see people basically building a house from scratch. It's such a big, oh, that guy built, that company built this this from the scratch. Mm-hmm. Look at how, you know, how much finish it looks like now. Mm. But we're so privileged back home. We see schools being built Correct. from ground up. Yeah. We see commercial buildings being built from ground up. Yes. We see hotels being built from ground up. We see residential where people live in, like you buy land, mm. you know, a million naira, a thousand pounds. You spend thousands and thousands or millions or, or, you know, to actually, you know, becoming a home. Mm. And we have actually forgotten and taken that for granted. Mm. My son has never seen a house being built from ground up. Mm. He's, 40, he's 15 years old now. Yeah, My daughter has never seen a property being built from all the way ground up. I saw these things. Yeah. And you just saying that just quickly gave me a, a you know a reflex like wow. Yeah. This is a big deal. It was normal back then. It's just a normal thing. Yeah. We, we just don't take it for granted. Mm. Now, so you mentioned you you saw that happen with your parents, and eventually you got relocated here to the UK. You were told you were not gonna have good grades. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because 
when you come to this country, the system, the educational system in Nigeria, completely different. and the system here is yeah. completely different. I have had doctors' friends who we went to school together. Mm. You know, um, we went to university together. We graduated 2004 together. And when they came to this country, they studied medicine, qualified doctors. Yeah. They couldn't practice. Mm. They could not practice. They have to go back to school. Yeah, probably their master's or something. All right? Yeah. You know that they had to go to school for another three years to wow. practice as a doctor. So this is a qualified doctor. Yeah. Very qualified. You know, probably had distinctions, you know. Back home. Back home. <laughs> and then came here being told, oh, so yes, we get you a doctor, <laughs> but you have to go back to school here. I've had friends, no real life case scenario. Mm. I've even had, I've even had teachers who came from Nigeria, same, about same age mate. Though I look a bit younger, they look a bit older now because of, you know, so, somehow they're actually <laughs> in Africa sometimes. Of course, yeah. And these individuals came and they said, oh, you can't. You have to go out again. Not just that as well. You can't just get yourself a job when you relocate. You need papers. You need legal permit. Yeah. So I'm saying this because I've just had a reflection very quickly while you're saying this. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that we take for granted. You know, for the fact that you come to this country, you have to start from ground zero, build all the way up. Because I start, I came here, I didn't have papers. I had nothing mm. to being the person that I am now. You know, almost 20 years I've lived in this country. So you came here, no GCSE, because, you know, you, whatever you've gotten from Africa, don't yeah. work here. And you were predicted for almost failure from the beginning. Like, oh, you're, yeah. you're not going to have good grades. Yeah. Then you then became a dancer, which you've never used. I've never seen you dance, by the way. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe, maybe I should celebrate a party so I can see you use these skills and dance. So now you then left dancing. Yeah. And you also saw how a lot of dancers never really understood yeah. first, you know, they never really bought their first home. Eventually, you went back again. To study business. Yeah. And then you came out with what? A distinction. First, first the first class. class. Yeah. Someone who was told that you couldn't, you couldn't. You um, couldn't get good grades. Good grades. And that really affected me for a long time. It, it's, it's amazing oh how days. someone can speak negative into your life from a young age. Mm. And you can then run with that. And kudos to my mom because she, she was so awesome. You know, funny enough, she was one who got me into dancing. It's just for you, you're always dancing. Because when I came back, you know, you, you get your grade, you know, when it's time for GCSEs and people get that grade thing, people are celebrating. I wasn't celebrating. It was such a, and this was a guy who I was top seven in Nigeria. Top seven. And you know, in Nigerian secondary schools, you've got like 40 people. Nigeria, yes. yeah, you know, Nigeria, again, God give to Nigerian education system. Yeah. Nigerian education system, if you fail, you fail, you repeat the class. That's correct, yeah. In England, you don't repeat. No, no, not at all, not at all, no. In England, you don't repeat your classes. Mm. I remember when I was growing up as a kid, I, um, so I got, there was a point in my life where there was 40 children in the class. Yeah. I got 37 out of 40 children. <laughs> I had to, I was told to repeat. And I told my mom, no. no. <laughs> uh, so I will not remain the same class. Yeah. Honestly, I went through challenges in my life at that point. My mm. mother had no choice than to remove me from that school, to take me to a different school because I said, I'm not, no, I'm not going to repeat. I said, yeah. give me a chance. Guess what? When I left that school to a different school, I came out the third. And that's, that's, that's a big point. achievement over there. And, and there was a massive, massive transformation. So I said, no, mom, I did not fail. Mm. You know, yes, maybe there were bright students there, but they took me to another very bright school while I was growing up. Yeah. And I ended up, you know, you know becoming, I got number three. Yeah, you know, 
so what I'm just trying to say here is I think it's quite important yeah. to, to kind of dwell a little bit on environment. Very important. Very so important. environment here, the first environment you find yourself said you cannot succeed. Mm. And the young, because at, you're, early young at age. a very young age, because yeah. you, it's just like there's a story around Lex Brown. When Lex Brown was growing up, he was called the dumb twin. That's right. All right. Because he was nicknamed mentally retarded. That's right. So there are certain times, every time they said to him to, he can, he's capable of doing X, Y, Z. And he said he can't. Yeah. That's because he strange. said, they've told him he's mentally retarded. Yeah. Yeah. And from that, until he met just one person who said, no, that's what you've been told you mm. are, but that's not what you, you are. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's kind of dip into this now. So you yeah. got first class. Mm-hmm from a dancer who was predicted to never have good grades. What changed for you? How did that happen? What changed? It was, it was something to do with mindset. And I think this, it's, I was searching, you know? So my family, I come from a family who are very hardworking and my mother's hardworking. I lost my dad when I was seven. And I think the motivation came from not having a father growing up. Mm. So seven years old, I was looking forward to, I think, again, backstory. Um, I was looking forward to, you know, you know, you finish your school and you go on holiday. That's the plan, isn't it? Most of the time yeah. you, you finish your school. And I, I remember getting that news that, you know, hey, you're not going on a holiday because he's passed away. And I never spent time with him. So I didn't know what it was like growing up calling someone dad. So it, it got me thinking for, from such a young age. And I remember age nine age nine when I was sent to boarding school back in Nigeria, I remember the building, this, this, this boarding house, and I think it's about a three-story building, and I'll stand around the top one, the, the top floor, and I'll just look. I caught in my thinking time, and I just used to play pictures of what kind of life do I want to live from a young age. I didn't share this with nobody. I just started thinking, what kind of life do I want to live? And I just had that with me. And as soon as I grew, as I was growing older, a time came where I thought, you know what? There must be something out there that, you know, I've been told you can't do this, you cannot. When I, know, when, when I went to college, I'm, so, I'm talking about motivation behind what got me here. Doing dance in college, um, you're told what you want to do after college, because yeah. after college, you're going to university. And as I was dancing, I'm doing customer service jobs there and there. And I said, I want to be. I want to get into property. And there was a bit of a, they laughed again. And and they didn't mean it. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like, it was kind of like, <laughs> you want to get it wasn't in, like in a negative yeah. way. Yeah, you, you, you want to get into property. And yeah. it was like, do you know how much, do you know how expensive it is? Mm-hmm. So then again, another barrier came. Like you need loads of money. You need loads of money to buy property. Mm. So that, and I thought there must be something. And it's just like, wow, first of all, you were told you can't get good grades and then, that didn't happen well. And then now you want to get into something that you, you've always loved. And now you're not told that thing is so hard. So, yeah, so I decided to just research. I would speak to certain people and I just started looking at people's lives. And I thought, if I saw you doing well, I want to know, Daniel, what do you do for a living? You tell me, I'm like, okay, cool. How did you get there? I was just doing my own little interview. Then I thought to myself, I noticed that because I was told I couldn't do certain things, I need to work on my mindset. I just Googled, I just started Googling positive thinking. 
Guess who came out? Les Brown. It's not over until I win. I listened to Les Brown like, wow. I listened to Les Brown, Jim Ron, Jim Ron. Then I found Rory Kiyosaki book, read it over and over. And I said, you know what, yeah, I can do this. So I decided to become brave in setting goals. A lot of people set goals, but they're still scared. It's quite easy to just say, oh, I want to become a millionaire. I want to own my first home. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. They, they say it, but deep inside, that fear is still in there. So I just said, let me just... Talk is cheap, isn't it? It's so cheap. So I thought, let me set myself a goal. And I said, Moses, what kind of life do you want? And my ultimate motivation was my late father. And I said, you know what? This man, if only he could see me now, he'll be amazed. So I thought, I want to build a life where... I'm a father, but a present father. I wanted to be someone who, who's there for my kids. And that just started motivating me. I just, I, I'll be going to, I was working different jobs. Then I heard about poverty events. And I remember literally, um, I went on LinkedIn one time and I just put on there, I said, you know what? Doesn't want, want to mentor me. I just, I just typed in property Investors. I didn't understand what property was, but I just thought, how? What does if anyone I, want? Does yeah, anybody want to because, mentor you in yeah, property? It, because at, at university, when I was doing my business management, um, I would I started thinking, what business can I run? Because I used to say to them, I'll do this degree, I'll get a first class, and I'm going to run a property business. But I didn't. Really, I was trying to figure out what do I do. I was going to network network um, networking events, and I thought, how about how about if I find properties and I find people who can buy it? And then they purchase it. I never knew that was called sourcing. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking about these things. But then I realized something that mentoring is important. I know people sometimes exaggerate with mentorship, but it's so good to at least have someone Mentorship who, changed my life. It does. You need, to, you need to have someone who have who've been there. I'll take driving us, for example. Could you imagine that you're driving, doing your, your book, um, driving lessons? Nobody ever, nobody ever go in the car and drive. No. Everybody who has ever driven was taught by someone. That's what I'm saying. So that that you, that you, you can you, that is as simple as it is. But we call the driving we call them a driving, driving instructor. instructor. That's actually a driving mentor because he's been there. He understands. He has the systems. He knows. He or she knows what to do to ensure you. They 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 get you from starting from this point and then they take you from here to here. So I just thought, let me get myself if I'm, if I if I really want to do this. I need to find a way because I, I, started, I started sourcing without understanding sourcing. I just started sourcing. I just started putting myself out there like, okay, I've, I've got to do this. I really want to do this. And I haven't tried to create a business with some of my friends, but I was so hungry. I said, you know, I got married in 2012 and I said, if, when I have my, by the time I have my kids, I want to be a father who takes my kids to school. So... Let me quickly post you there again, right? Mm. So you post on LinkedIn. Did you find that, did, when you then, started doing the sourcing, you didn't know it was sourcing. Yeah. You then posted on LinkedIn. Did you yeah. find yourself a mentor? Yes, I did. One one person came back to me. I mean, I sent messages to a lot of so people. So when you asked, oh, can someone be my mentor? What did you offer? Because two things, either you go to serve. Yeah, that's what I did. All right, or you pay. That's right. So I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't, I did, I, <laughs> so I started researching. Um, before I even did, a, I started researching stuff and just typing in property things and I read a book called Property Magic. I, read, I just started reading things. I posted and I got a reply, you know, 
And I thought, what? And all I said was, I'm very, you know, you have to be honest as well. A lot of the time when people, when people want to do things, they want to go to the next level, they, they come in acting like they know. But if you're going to someone who's going to teach you things, you need to come in and then even delete what you know. Come with a fresh, open mind and say, you know what, I want to learn. I just said, you know what, you know, I'm new to this thing. I'm just looking for someone who meant to me and I'm willing to serve. I just, I don't, I was so open. I said, I don't know nothing. And so I didn't say, oh, I'm finding problems for people. I didn't, I didn't say no, 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 no. I just said, I just said, I would love to really learn. And if someone could just take me on, the, on their wing. And if I backtrack, um, before that happened, I've been fired once in my life. I got fired once. I um I contacted a lady who um she's a property she was running a property consultancy um consultation company in London and and she was like okay she's running the company and I can come in she's more like an a staging but I've I've never really I, I never saw myself as, as an agent. and I think she gave me the paperwork and you know she was she was expecting I think it was a bit stressful and obviously I'm. You, you, you're doing your best. I'm new to this environment. Sometimes a good mentor has to be patient. If you if it's taking you so many years, you, you can just do this refurb like this, you can close it like this, and then a baby comes to you and you expect them to know it like that. So it just felt like it wasn't working. I remember I just I wasn't really in, enjoying the stuff. And she said to me, listen, I can't, I know you're very she could see that I was so passionate to learn. I wanted to just get into property. But she just said, you know, well, hey, I'm sorry I can't really help you out here bring back all my stuff, you know, all the training, all the Remax stuff, all those things, bring him back. And I thought, okay. I was like, okay. And I was like, your first mentor. Yeah, you know, and I thought, okay, that's um, not really mentor, but someone that who I was working for them. Yeah. I was going to work for them, um, more like oh, an so estate agency. So work experience. Work experience. So she just said, no, it's not working. And I thought, I was like, okay, cool. And then when I was invited, and I remember the first time this mentor now said to me, come, come have a look. Um, come to this, um, this yeah. event, property event in Canary Wolf. And I went there. Kid you not, bro. I never knew there was an environment outside my own environment. Mm. I'd never been to a networking event before. Yep, yep, yep. Then I, I got into this room. There were loads of people here. They're talking about property. And, and I just came in. I was dressed up. You know, I, was, I used to work, I, used, I was, you know, working. It's quite, it's quite interesting that you said your journey began from a networking event. My journey also began from a networking event. Yeah. 70 pounds it cost me. Mm. I didn't Under. even have the money to pay for it. <laughs> so this mentor invites you to a Kenneth Wolf event. Yeah. If I'm right. Yeah. You know, when I first went to the first networking event mm. seven years ago yeah. that I went to, I was the only black man. Mm. In fact, my accent was so skunk <laughs> that when I was trying to explain to them, they didn't understand what I was trying to say. But what? Is that what? Say that again. It was. It was. There's some certain certain things I couldn't pronounce correctly because my environment then was just pure Correct. Nigerians, yeah, pure people from and nothing where wrong I'm from. With that. And there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. Yeah. But I was never the only environment I was accustomed to was mm. just an environment where everyone around me did the same thing every single day. Yes. The same thing every single day means that. It was the mindset was small. Mm. I went to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. came back home, ate yep. jollof rice, pounded the ham, get work, and just yeah. you know focus on doing things. So you are in this environment. Mm. How was that environment like for you? It was. It was. Was incredible. he, a, was he a, a diverse a diverse environment? Mm. Where did you find it strange that you were the only person that was like that looked like you mm. at that time? I'm talking about this was like 2007. This, this, no, this no, this was 2000 and this was actually 2014. Okay, this was 
towards the end of 2013, 2014, and I was I was working in the bank then. I was just and they were trying to see how I can go up in you know, I was trying to see how I can progress in in, in the bank back then. But I went to this networking event and kid you not, I was literally the only young black guy hmm. at the event. There was nobody my age. There was no black person my age at that event. You know, and, I, and see, I'm a thinker. I think a lot, you know, because I, re- I read a lot. So I know great minds, you have to take time to think. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like, okay, hold on leaders a are readers. Leaders are readers. And, and I thought, hold on a second. First of all, I didn't see a lot of young people there. So guess what? People started talking to me. Yeah. Hey, how you, how you doing? And I just thought, you know, okay, hi. I'm just here. I'm here to learn. And people could see like passion. Yeah. And, but one thing I really liked about his mentor, he didn't say much. He didn't say much. He just said, come. Basically, show up. That's it. Show up. I came. Was he the organizer of the event? Yeah, it was, his, it was a big developer, you know. He said, yep, show up. And I came to the event. And then I realized, I started to hear information. And then I thought, wait, you can do this with property. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on, hold on. You know, it's like, wait, buy teller. You mean you buy property and then you rent it out. And then you, you get money while you sleep. Obviously, because I'm new to this thing now. I'm like, hold on a second. Oh, I like this. And then how some people were like, yeah, they work so much. They've got money, but they can't, they don't have time to go search and stuff, things like that. I was like, okay. Then I thought, then I saw people just networking. I saw lawyers, doctors, engineers. I mean, all walks of life. And I'm thinking, so I said, Axel, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Oh, you know, they think that when they retire, they want to go a portfolio. So I say here in this word, portfolio, portfolio, portfolio. And I really, and I thought, okay, I like what I'm hearing, but the information was so good. And people asked me questions and I was listening to the mortgage broker, just share information. And I thought, I really like this. You know, I, if I was ready and um, finished, I was almost the last person to leave. Most of them are going to work. Most, most of the time, I'm always, wow. I'm always the last person to leave. So... You basically started your journey at that point. Yes. And networking with other people. Yeah. Now, tell me, what did you then do after the mentor who invited you to that networking event? Mm. Did you end up joining his program to get mm. mentored? Yeah. Or what, what happened? Mm. It was so interesting that, again, he was just like, come to the next one. Kid you not, bro. <laughs> you kept going. You kept I, I, going. I can say this right now, yeah. 20 pounds back then was tough. Of course it would be. 20 pounds for me back then was, because you're working, you're renting, you did, you know, trying to save money was not, you know, you're living, we're living in zone two back then. My, my wife just got married. So, you know, and then when he told me the, the mentorship, you know, how much it cost, I was like, wait, people pay? And, th- and there were loads of people who paid that amount. And I said to myself, whoa. And I remember I said, you know what, yeah, I'm not able to pay this right now, but man, I am ready to serve. But you know what he did that I loved as well? It was just like, come to the next one. He was watching me for almost a year. I was showing up. I showed up. Let me tell you, I used to show up. I knew what day it was. I didn't pay. I didn't have the money. I'm at the door. I'm waiting. And I'm like, can I come in? Yeah, come in. Come in. You can see me again. Um, you know what, yeah, okay, I can pay for this one, but for the next one, yeah, I can't miss that one because you got a guest speaker coming in. You got this. You, I had books. My notepad was just, I was just consuming stuff. But but it wasn't just about taking the, the information. 
I was turning that information into knowledge because it's one thing to take information, but it's another thing to turn that information totally. into knowledge. So I remember then one day he said to me, and I just said to myself, you know what, yeah, I, I would love the opportunity to actually, you know, at least work for this guy or just, just do something. Just something, I just need to get my foot in that Wonderful. environment. And one day I got a phone call. I, was, I, I remember I was going to, um, I was going away for one of my anniversary. We had, you know, and you see, you're thinking different then. I was, you put some money aside, you're going on holiday. Because you're thinking about it, let's go have a good time. And he said to me, I've got an opportunity for you. Um, I'll mentor you, come on board. And then we'll, we'll sit down. And then we sat down and he, and he gave me this proposition. And my heart was just beating. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, this, this, is, this is amazing, man. I'm going to be taught by someone who's well known, you know. And then I said, yes. I told some of my friends, I said, bro, guys, you know, this is the opportunity I've been offered. And they were like, listen, we know you. You've been talking about this stuff for such a long time. Yeah. Go for it. Then I said, the only way I did to go for this is that for my own situation, I was so hungry, Daniel. I was so hungry. Les Brown once said, you got to be hungry. hungry. And because I listened to so many, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian as well. And I just believed that God was ordering my steps. I just knew that this opportunity was ripe. And remember I said to my wife that I'm going to have to quit my job to go for this. I, I sat down and I said, you know what, yeah, I just need you to give me five years. I said, to be great at something, you need to become five years. I said, you need to become a master of something. Don't just do this, 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 this. I said, listen, let me let me go into this here. I said to her, just support me. Believe in my dream, and I know you do, but just give me a minimum of five years to become so good at it that then after the five years, I'll become a guy of value, I'll become a person of value. Mm. That I'll become on demand. That people there's a sector. I have a feeling I want to go into. There's a niche market because I'm being I'm going to this web this you know events. I'm going to if you know the amount of webinars I was I listened to from 2015. The amount of webinars that was even before I got into property. The, the amount of webinars. I, if you call the name of the person right now in the UK, I've li I have been on that webinar because I said just give me five years and then when I got this opportunity to work um, with this mentor. This guy just sat me down and started to break things down from scratch. He was like, okay, you were trying to source, okay, let's break it down. Because what got me was he had this um this layers of property, how to get how to get into property, and, and it just this nice triangle. I remember in one of the meetings, I was just sitting there and I looked at it and I said, you know, the entry point, you know, the sourcing battle like this, into the development, commercial, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I can't deal with tenants. I said, no, no, I'm not going to be that person that will be doing this tenant thing. That's not my thing. I said, I like the sourcing. I, I, so I, so I said, I like the sourcing part of thing because I'm a, I'm a people's person. So I can, I, I know how to talk. I know how to relate to people. And I said, well, teach me this. And he said, okay, you can, you know, come source for the company and I will teach you this. But there was something that he told me that I really appreciated him for. He said to me, before you start, I need to understand something. Whether you like it or not in business, you're going to hit a wall. Whether you like it or not, you will hit a wall. Now, what will determine how far you go is if you either break this wall, you go above it, you go underneath it, you go on the side of it. But you, but once you go past this wall, you succeed. And never forget how you started. And you know, when I started, I was viewing properties. Yeah, you know, when I, when, when I see people starting properties, you know, they, and they do want to put on Instagram, there was no Instagram then. So when I started, I was viewing properties Monday, 
Saturday. There was Instagram, but you just there was, there was Instagram. It. Yeah, there was probably Instagram. In he wasn't aware of it. Uh, yeah, probably. So I didn't even know. That's why you see it. Me. So in 2015, I was just I quit my job. I remember, you know, I quit my job, and people were like, "Are you are you crazy? You gonna quit your job to get into property?" And I said, "Yes." So let me quickly interject very quickly now. So your journey for mentorship continued. Yes. After you met this guy, he showed you the triangle and mentored me for good five years. He mentored you yeah. for five years. Yeah. And then you became a. What did you become? Did you become? Did you do rent to rent? Did you do HMOs? Mm-mm. Did you do property consultancy? Did you do property sourcing? What did you do? I was just purely sourcing because I said there was something that I got to understand that if you are good at finding good properties, you always make money, mm. and that stuck with me. I just so what I did was while I was getting mentored, I went into so many webinars and different meetings just to see okay this what they do what's actually what's one topic they would always talk about that would make you money and the rent to rent was great i even did a rent to rent course it, it wasn't for me paid for it i was like nope i'm not gonna do stuff with tenants nothing against it it's just not for, it doesn't it didn't sit well with me but i just started sourcing and I remember for the first one year viewings upon viewings upon viewings monday to saturday to the point that one estate agent told me in Dagenham after a couple of months because I was viewing, making offer, you know, I was, and I when I when I make offers now, you know, it's like that. I mean, I've, I've negotiated deals. I've, I've knocked yeah. off 50K of deals. I've knocked off 30, you know. But this guy said to me one day, one Saturday was nice and warm. He said to me, because I've been viewing as a property, I'm making offers, you know, you're trying to get a below market value property. And this guy said to me in Dagenham, he said, Moses, don't you have anything better to do with your life? And I was just like, not again, man. Come on. You were told about your GCSEs, about don't, about property when you, when you, when you were going to start. And now another guy's now, I'm trying to get, and then someone's now telling me, don't I have anything better to do in my life? So they why, say yes. Yeah, why? Are you, are you wasting, wasting your time? You, you, you've been properties and you're offering ridiculous amount. And it just ran his mouth. And I'm not going to lie, yeah. You know, I signed the car. I sat in my car. I had a Honda Civic then. I sat in my car. And to even start the car, my body was like shaking a little bit. And I said, man, this guy's just trying to shatter me right now because I didn't, I didn't complete on any deal. So I was driving. I called my mentor and I said, man, this is what he said. He started laughing. He started laughing. And he said, let's, and then we said, let's, let's meet up. And we met. And then he shared some real life stories with me. And he told me how, what he went through. And I thought, wow, you went through this? He goes, yeah. He goes, this year should motivate you. Man, that became, f- oh boy. That same guy saw me viewing. I said, and I said, I said, you know what, yeah? The fact you're trying to put me down, this is going to motivate me. I just kept going. I, you know, I, I trusted God to literally make it happen. Because I had a goal. I had set myself a goal for 10 years. I had a 10-year plan. So... Now, you basically set a self a goal for 10 years. Mm. You're in this situation. This guy's told you you're wasting, uh, you're, wasting your time. you're wasting your time. Now, let's now very fast forward into how, mm. you know, we then, you know, we we got to meet yeah. and how, you know, your business is now in a skill, I mean, skill phase mm. from your, we've talked about your start of your journey and your first mentor, your second mentor. Mm. Um, really helped you to pivotal. Now, 
what is one of the biggest you know lessons you want to really share mm. around mentorship around coaching because I never remember I'd never forget where I've started from you know in fact I can't I, I always sing the praises of my mentor mm. uh, mentors not mentors actually, mm. mentors because they've done they 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 opened their word for me yeah before I got started many years ago I never knew hey, just like you, I never came across the word mentorship. Mm-hmm. Although it happens naturally, especially in the Igbo community in Nigeria, where you have to go and serve your master, mm-hmm. you serve them for a while, then you get freedom, they give you money and all of that. Yeah. I didn't understand how, I didn't understand that was mentorship. Mm. So cut long story short, this mentor still, is still around today? Oh, still in you business? know, it's, it's, it's like a family. And he's, he's, he took me in. He's, he's sort of drive... And that's a good mentor will see beyond you. Mm. They will see... What's his name, by the way? Cam. Okay. Cam. And he's... I mean, I was so blessed, man. I'm not going to lie. I was so blessed to have him as a mentor, you know. And he still mentors me. He still does things. He's, there's still things he still pour. Sometimes he still pours things into me because it, we became like a, like a family, you know. I, I go to his home, you know. His family took me in. Wow. Because he just... He, he started to open certain doors. And he was... Sharing, th- I mean, this man taught me sourcing like no other person. Taught me what sourcing is and how to source the right way. And told me, it's like, don't look, to, it's like, no one, but said, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, just focus on this and just, that's it. And while I was learning this stuff, yeah, I was also going, but I always kept going back to my goals and just adjusting stuff. So I mastered sourcing in a way that I said to myself, I wanted to source. It wasn't more, to be fair, it wasn't more about the, the money. The money is good, but it was to literally add value to people. Because mm, that's mm. so important. Because sometimes mm. people just look at the money. They get involved in property. They, don't, they didn't rent it. And when you watch them sometimes on social media, they, it's, about the, it's about the money, the there, money. There's this, there's this instant gratification that's mindset. It, yeah. And there are people starting property today and they want to have my result for six years that I've obviously... It doesn't you know, work like that. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and you, have to, you have to start. Yes. You have to grow. Yeah, the scale. Correct. The reason why I've been able to do all in very well, I'm 43 years old. I'm mm. not a child. I've been in business for at least 22 years. Mm. You know, in general. Yeah. But I never succeeded to the level I've exceed. You know, I, I, I've I've come to now. Mm. You know, until literally 2017, everything changed for me. Yeah. You know, so. The rose of mentors got you started, got you where you are, taught you how to source properties. Yeah. Um, how then did you then make the next step of your journey? Because you began your next step of your journey yeah. last year with ourselves. Mm. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, they know everything now. I had the first mentor, I had the second mentor. Yeah, that's all good. Over my career, I've had multiple mentors from Carl Hutchins to Kevin Green to Adam Stortz to my current mentor, Grant Cordon. Mm. And and so three up three three of them were actually yeah sorry um yeah three three of them were property mentors yeah. one is a business mentor and now this the one I'm with now is a billionaire because I have a vision yeah. of where my business wants to go and without all these different mentors I've mentored mentioned in my life I would mm. never you know I would never be where I am and yeah. I'm never afraid to mention the names of my mentor because of course, yeah. you have to always remember where you started. Yeah. How you lay your bed is how you're going to lie on it. If you don't make your bed, that's how you're going to lie on it. That's right. So what they made, because a lot of people, I've seen people say, oh, a lot of people come to me and say, 
Yeah. I have all the knowledge. Yeah. And instantly I look back at them and say, I'm not your mentor. I'm not Absolutely. your guy. I get it. Mm. You have all the knowledge. If you have all the knowledge, then you don't need a mentor. Mm-mm. So how did you begin the new transition of your new phase? Mm. You know, where we've met last year, you yeah. you know, you became part of the world circle because when we met, you said, I'm, the, I'm at the growth stage of my business and I need to grow. I yeah. need to scale. Yeah. That was the, the the basic thing you brought to me was I need to grow and scale. That's right. That's right. So, and we have been in that scale phase now yeah. where you have basically tripled your income now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But how important did the roles of mentors mm. played to the Moses Bright that mm. you are now mm. who's doing hundreds of thousands of pounds a year turnover? You know, it's it's... For me, I would say I wanted to kind of like niche my business. Mm. So from sourcing, which is which is great, and just before COVID, I'll go back and I'll come forward. So the goal was to really help people. Um, I just thought, let me really help people get in, in property. But if I want to do this, I need to also change the mindset of people. So... I, I was sourcing, obviously, yes, I'm sourcing. And then I thought, let me get into a market that is on, literally, it's untouched. And that's the first time by market. So I, I wanted to run a consultancy business where we're helping first time buyers, you know, who want to get in the market. But then I decided to change it a little bit. So rather than you just becoming a first time buyer, a home buyer, I was trying to get them to see themselves as investors. Mm. So the kind of property we started to go for was not just like the new builds. So in, Which is where you started from. Yeah, so literally, no, we didn't even do new, we never did new builds. It was just, never did new builds whatsoever. It's just, but well, when I started you it. just started with stand, buying standard, just standard just property ready to move in. That's it. So I literally get some standard property ready because they were like, oh no, I just want to buy a house. I want to move into it. I and, I, move and I was trying to say to them, but you know, you could buy this house, add a bit of value to it. So what I was trying to do is, rather than wait 10 years, for that property to go up by £40,000 to £100,000, how about I do with you in one year or even two years? And at first, people, you know, when I started, it was like, okay, cool. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, we helped about um, 11 people become homeowners. But most of the properties that they bought, the minimum their property have gone up to right now is about thirty to £40,000. Minimum. Mm-hmm. That is in the space of just a short period of time. Yeah. So that, then I thought, okay, let me scale. And by scaling, I was like, okay, let's, let's grow this out. Because I was doing this, but no one knew who Anand's property was. No one knew who Moses was. And I realized when people approach me, you know, when, you, when you're speaking to them, I, I got a power team in place, you know, but it's like, do I trust this person? And I remember, I remember someone, a, a client um, was recommended to me, to, to the company. And then the person who recommended, recommended that client to me said to me, that person <laughs> called him and said, is this guy real or is he a 419? You know, which is, you know, 419. Which is common in Nigeria. Which is like, term, you know, because this is a, um, a Nigerian client. Yeah. And, and then they were like, no, they were like, this guy got me in my house. Yeah. Like, how, how can he be if, if he got me in my house? Mm-hmm. And then this person got on the phone to me. After the first conversation, they were like, whoa, the, um, the wealth of knowledge that you have. This is another, this is serious. Go to my house. And the house I got this, this the house I got them here, yeah, was twenty thousand pounds less than one next door bought their house the same the same the same month. So two first time buyers, one walked with me. The one that walked with me got the property twenty k below. 
This person bought their property 20k above. Two different. Next, next, when I mean next door, this two semi-detached houses. And then I thought, okay, I'm not online. I just, it was not my thing. Then I, I'm just helping people out there. And I just thought, okay, I want to grow this business now. I want, I want to get to one where we have more consultants in place. Because the, 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 power, the, the power team was sorted. The builders, the solicitors, accountants, everyone was there. So it literally, I thought, let me, let me, let me grow. But then marketing plays a big role in any business. I started business myself. Mm. So I knew, so I, was, I would sometimes tap into my time at uni, my business management, you know, time. And I thought, okay, when I was doing my research, companies pump money into marketing. So I thought, okay, let me, let me grow this now and scale this. And I downloaded Instagram. I thought, let me, let me download it just to, you know, okay, this Instagram stuff. I downloaded Instagram. Because at first, I think I, I didn't want to get distracted either. I just thought, let me, mm -hmm. I, didn't want, I didn't want social media to distract me. I didn't want to compare myself to anyone else. Everyone had their own story. But I said, okay, I need to scale and grow this consultancy business that I have, which is also a niche market because I'd interviewed so many agents and some of them were saying, Wow, this is your business model. We like it. Because by the time you bring us, when your company brings us buyers, they are ready. Because I saw some, I, I had a point whereby some of our clients would get the property agreed because, for example, a seller saw people coming to the property and it was just first time buyers, second time buyers coming in there. My client came in with me. I just, you know, and then the client, the, the seller was like, who, yeah. who are you? I was, I was like, are you? Are you guys together? I said, no. Um, I said, no. And then she, Brian said, oh, this is my property consultant. Seller was like, hold What does that mean? What does that mean? What do you do? And I told the seller what I did. The seller then said to me, man, if I'd known you, I'm currently buying a house in this area. I'm negotiating my, between myself and a footballer. But the way you've negotiated with this client, the way you've presented, don't, the way you've presented yourself, my, this is mega professional. The agent called me and said to me, Moses, listen, we have a cash buyer. The seller turned down the cash buyer turned down about seven of our buyers and said, no, I want to go with this, this lady because this lady is so serious to buy her second home, she, she got a professional consultant to work with her. Mm. That stands out for me. I'm going for her. And I can tell you countless stories. So then I saw that happening quite a lot that, you know, sellers were saying, well, they have a consultant. This is, hold on a second. Are they going mean, to manage the whole process? Yes, which means they won't make no mistake. There'll be no emotional stuff. Fantastic. So I thought, okay, let me now scale this now. Let's now tell the world about what we do. Because it's, it's taking me like, you know, coming to seven years now. I thought, okay, it's about time. The demand was there. But I thought, people need to know more about me. And then my clients I sent to me, Moses, you have to go online. And I said, no, I can't. I can't be doing videos, man. I've not done this for you. They said, no, 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 no. You have to go online. You are helping us. A, a, a buyer called me after COVID and said, Moses, I got a letter from the bank. And that blew my mind. So fast forward, you basically downloaded Instagram? Yeah, just started from downloading Instagram, which I didn't even, I, then I thought, I started posting one or two. I didn't even, I was trying to like, ah, oh, what do I post on this stuff? But I said, okay, the business is going to grow because I knew that we're going to now start to get more um, consultants into the business. We're going we're gonna to scale. But then I thought, let me just go online and see how do I go to the next phase? Mm. of the business and what I think I was on Instagram one time and then a video you know we have like the stories and stuff yeah. and then you you popped up oh really and I thought okay this guy's popped up then I on LinkedIn I use LinkedIn quite a lot then I saw you on LinkedIn I thought hold on a second what's, what's going on here why is why is this guy I thought why is this guy on Instagram and I've gone on LinkedIn and this guy popped on LinkedIn then I went on my Facebook and then you popped again my Facebook 
And I thought this. Uh, so I, I was thinking, I was like, this, this is ridiculous, man. Why is this? I thought this doesn't make no sense. I was following you everywhere. This guy is like. Then there was a video I saw, and there was a video where I don't know. You, I don't know where you shot this video, but it was like in a city. I don't know if you shot it like in a city somewhere in London or something. You were talking about your journey and how you. And I thought, ooh, I was like, ooh, I like this, man. I was like, I like this. I could just relate. And I said to myself, okay, let me let me follow this guy. And then I started seeing, but the video was just it was just popping up on, it would pop up on Instagram, Facebook. So literally, all the social media platforms, I was seeing Danny Moses. Then I th obviously because I've been in the industry for a long time and I know most people, you know. And in, you know, I don't know them personally, but I've, I've I've followed quite a few people. But I thought this this story is different, and it turned this into a big hedge. My first home, and I'm like, is this his first house? But that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to help people with their first home. How your first property can buy your second property. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I need to meet up with him. I, I need I need to I need to I need to sit down with this with this guy, and let's talk. And then I thought. You know what? I like things to happen organically. So if I'm not going to message nothing on Instagram, I'm not going to do nothing, but I, but I have a feeling that our path, we're, we're going to cross paths. And I was one the last property, um, one of the last ones I've attended so far this year, because I was attending the London, um, um, the London shows because of the other mentor helping him out. The last one I went to, I wasn't going to go, for real. I was not going to go to that one. But I said to my wife, I said, you know what, yeah, I just have this feeling on the side. And every time... I have that feeling. I know that's God just leading me. I said, you know, let me go to this event. And I went there. Um, and then I saw, you know, I think you're wearing a green, this lovely green jacket um, blazer that you have. And then you walk past and I thought, nah, that's the guy. So I took my phone out and I took I took my phone out and I went on social media quick and I thought, let me, let me look at my mother's face again. I looked at the phone and I said, that's the Daniel Moses. So I thought, nah, let me, I, need to, I need to find him. I said, no. Nah. And then when we met, it was interesting. It's like, there was this, do I call it a spark? It was like this connection. We spoke, and you know, I shared a bit of my story, and you shared a bit of your story with me. And we just, it's like we could just relate to one another. And then you said, you know, and I said, no, we, we, but I said, this is not the place for us to really talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. this is not the place for us to really talk. Let's really have a conversation. And then obviously we, we, we met. And for me, you know, I thought, let me, let me, I said, listen, please come. And because, in in life, and funny you, enough, before you even say that, mm. you you invited me for dinner. Yeah, and to be honest, at that time when you invited me for dinner, you said I want you to mentor me. I think today I didn't want you. You shared this story with me. Say I didn't want to come out today. Mm. I didn't want to be in the show today. I didn't want to yeah. come to this exhibition show today. Correct, correct. But somebody told me to come because I felt like I was going to meet someone or yeah, something was going right. to happen. That's correct. That's he said correct. it's not it's not enough place to. We took a picture. Yeah, and then you said. Listen, I want you to mentor me, but I want to take you for dinner. Yeah, that's right. And we exchanged. I was like, I don't really give people my number. I know, yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't really give people my number. He said, listen, <laughs> I just want to know you. Yeah. Let me take you out for dinner. And I remember you, a couple of days later or a week later, you took me out for dinner. Yeah. And when we met, you said, then said to me, I've never paid for mentorship before. Yeah. Mm but I, I want to pay you to yeah. mentor me. How can it work? And I told you about my process. Yeah. You know, and cut long story short, your social media at the moment is just growing organically. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that we teach you, to be honest, you've not even utilized it. No, 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 no. You've, you've actually just using one part, which is just the organic growth. Yeah. And so far, 
your business before then was doing about fifty thousand pounds. We were we're not even because I don't like to discredit because of everything. But we were doing. I'm just saying. You yeah, know, we're, we're I doing know like, you and obviously, and the reason why that was actually happening is because sometimes we done the way we did a business was we we can't sometimes if we were to take all of our invoices, we probably do it's more more. But what we just used to do then we just done okay. Let's just take enough for what we did for what we need. So. We always, we, there's always reserve. I, I use the, the the reason why I do that is because of Joseph in the Bible. You know, Joseph, there was a time of plenty and then he was able to save some when there was, there was when there was, was a time of famine. So that mindset was like, never run a, if you run a business and your business is always cash poor, you're working. It's not business. So, that, so, I, so I used to be like, okay, you know what? If you were to take the whole thing now, the turnover would be high, but no, let's just take what we need for this year. Mm-hmm. And then because what would happen when we had invoices that lapsed into the, ne- the following year, yeah, and I remember when we when we had that conversation, and you said, "Bro, I, I know what I've got." Yeah, yeah, and I know what I it can take me to build. Yeah, a multi million pound business. Correct. And you are now on that part mm. to becoming one of the fastest growing. You know, especially in the Kent area. Mm. You know, some part of the north of England, mm. and you're becoming one of the very fastest. Basically, property consultant, you know, dealing with first-time buyers only. Correct. You know, and it just goes to kind of show every journey mm. that is that is journaled correctly, every part that is worked correctly always leads to beautiful destination. Correct. Your journey would not have started if you didn't follow through step-by-step process. Your first mentor, you say, I'm your third, mm. if I'm right, third mentor. Yeah. And not just that, I see you as a younger brother. Mm, appreciate it, man. You know, and I also, not just see you as a younger brother, you have become one of the very, you know, fastest contributors at the World Circle as mm. well. So let's kind of just draw back a little bit here yeah. now. So you joined the World Circle. Mm-hmm. Some people would never, some people would say, no, 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 I haven't. Because what I really want you to communicate to is I want, because a lot of people ask me, why do you still have a mentor? Yeah. And I said, yes, I have built a, you know, I built a business, a net worth of over 7 million pounds. Mm. Um, I couldn't have done it With, yeah. without the fact that I need to check in yeah. with those who are above me. Accountability accountability, uh, sounding board, yeah. sound checks. You know, before we started this podcast, we had to test the mic. Was it working right, like yeah, that? We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. To make sure it was working and it was working. That's, that's your sound checks. Correct. And sometimes you also said the driving, you made an example of the driving instructor. Yeah. Most times we have ended up taking advice from the wrong person. Oh gosh, and that's very costly. And that has kept a lot of businesses down. Yes. So if you want to share something Mm. to anyone listening to this podcast right now, Mm. I really want you to kind of, in one word, share how people should never let ego, Mm. should never let the comfort that they're getting Mm. to be the reason why they're not actually scaling. Yeah. So if you want to share something around that, what would that be? Well, there's something that my mentor used to tell me. So Moses, there's always another level. Mm. That word right there, 
there's always another level. level. So in life, if you see life, we, we grow, don't we? Mm-hmm. We're always growing up. We're always growing up. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's it. So there's, we're growing like this. So there's, so there's, there's levels to levels to levels. And the reason why I believe, even in mentorship, because I also mentor people right at the moment, I, I, I mentor people myself, is because a mentor can, you can be here, but there's someone else who's there. And then when you get there, there's someone else who's also there. So it's a case of like, am I just happy being here? Or I'm seeing that, you know what, there's room for me to go there. And sometimes, a mentor will squeeze things out of you that you are scared mm. to bring out. They squeeze. I'm using the word squeeze. A, men, a, a good mentor will squeeze things out of you that you yourself is in there, but you can't squeeze it out yourself. But they they can see it. And they, what they'll do is they'll squeeze it out of you. And what that means is your comfort zone becomes uncomfortable. Mm. So mentors will take you out of your comfort zone and then put you in a zone that is uncomfortable. That's one thing you did with me. When you said to me, go on Instagram, <laughs> I said to you, bro, that, I said, nah, bro, I'm not doing it. And I, you saw my Instagram, I said, nah, just post pictures. You said, no, show your face. And I said, listen, I'm not doing the stuff. But there was, apart from the, even the social media stuff, what I wanted to do in the business with, um, with first time that you know, we work with was I wanted to help them grow. I had a goal. And that goal was I wanted to work. I set myself a goal last year. And I said to myself, if I'm going to achieve this goal, I definitely need a mentor to help me with this goal. Mm. And that goal was I want to get a first-time buyer who has money or some money and I want to get him a property. And then I'm going to literally do a refund on the property and I want to push the value up. And I had, I, I literally had a figure in my mind, £100,000. Mm. First time buyer. I'd, I'd hit 40, the 30s. I did, I did my own house up, 60, I did about 60. But I said, you know what, let me push there. And then when we started and we, and we spoke and I said, you know what, yeah, hmm. we had a discovery day. And I said, you know what, just that first discovery day of just things being broken down, and I said, I'm, he's done it, I'm going to do it. I found property for a client, knocked off the price in an auction. Got it, bought the property in an auction and with then, a mortgage. Mm. First time buyer, bought a property in an auction for them with a mortgage. Completed in 56 days. Started a refer process. Got building wrecks, transformed the whole thing. When it, was, when it was completed, literally agent came in and said, told me this. This is one of the best houses in this area right now. What you've done right now, you've taken this to another level. How much was the property worth? It was it was it was three twenty. Spent about 60, 60 doing it up. Worth looking about four twenty five now, at the so, moment. So you bought it three twenty. Yeah. Spent sixty sixty. Yeah, sixty two thousand doing it up. Yeah. And now it's worth four two five. Four two five. First time buyer. First time buyer. Yeah. They're not gonna. They only moving in two years. Wow. So wow. In two years. So in two years time. So we set. So these are all planned. So in two years' time, they're out. They on the not only did so that. So you've now gone to actually educate the buyer to yes. build a portfolio rather Correct. than owning where they live. Yeah. So what is something that, which is something we're very passionate about. Not only, not only did I help them get a house, that home, they're only going to have a buy to the property, cash flowing, cash flowing property. So and you built that for them. Yes, got that for them. So the two properties in, in a year. 
Wow. And now we're looking at scaling. Now taking to another another level. One of my one of my so so right now clients who I'm working with, we've just got another one just in December. It was three twenty five. Negotiated twenty five k off the property. Got for three hundred. The average price, the average cost, the average price of a property on that street is three seventy. Mm. And I've just gotten this first time buy a property for three hundred thousand pounds. We've already had plans. So there's already seventy five percent discount. So it's five thousand pound discount. Let me tell you what we're trying to do with him right now. Before we complete, we're trying to do a refer before we complete. Yeah. We're going to do delayed completion. Fantastic. This is the first time, but they, don't, they probably don't really know much what's going on, but we are, we are changing the narrative. So literally now, so when he moves in, this house at the moment I'm speaking to you is the only house in that air, in that row that doesn't have any extension. Wow. So perfect one. Wow. And so when they move in, we're going to do a touch-up. Beer's already gone into the quote. So when, by the time they move in, for me, is that when I give you your, your keys... I'm giving you a key telling you that this is not longer a lab, but it's, this is an asset because asset. the plan is, you're not waiting 10 years now to say in 10 years' time. To so own where leave, you leave and get no, appreciation. No, it's sometimes in two years, we can move. In five years, we can, if you want to do it that way, because some of them, because I'm like, it's about educating people and say, what is the legacy you are leaving behind? What is your, what is your legacy? So now, so when people come to us, we're not, we're not the cheapest. And, and for me, never say yourself, Cheap. Yeah, of course. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? So, but when they come to us, I mean, there are properties where we're getting clients that, when I tell some of my builders about the property, they're like, my goodness me, Moses. This is their first home? I'm like, yes. We, even with flats, one of the clients, we got them a flat freehold. Owns the whole freehold of the building. So, as we go towards the end of this mm. episodes, yeah. um, as a member of World Circle, and you've been through this journey where, you know, you've not just become a well, you not just only did you go through as a wealth circle client, mm. as a mentee, you are now someone who also contributes to the wealth circle community. Correct. So what does wealth circle and property wealth educations mean to you? It's, it's, a, it's a community. And I think for me, you know, getting started in property, there's something that is known and it, we can't hide it. Mm. The black community are known for consuming. Mm -hmm. When it comes to assets, check it. When it comes to assets, the blacks are known the top. No, we're on the, we're on the bottom. Literally, there's... So there's the a, lowest on the food chain. When, when Bloomberg, there was, I think, because I saw it through Bloomberg, when Bloomberg um, produced um, the article about the UK that the blacks own the least property and when it comes to real estate ownership, the blacks are the bottom. This is we remember the, our community. So for me, wealth circle for me is a good place, and that's why I told you that I believe in it because I, I thought I can actually contribute to this as well to change the narrative of our people and say, you know what? When while we're here, we are so fortunate. I mean, if you live in the Western world, you are so. Fortunate. Not saying there's nothing wrong with any other country, but for those of us who live in the Western world, we are fortunate because there's opportunities there. There's so many opportunities, but we should not be here just to live. We should be thinking legacy. What can we? What can we do? You know, when I when I look back and and I, and I say to myself, my father passed away, and I can't show anything right now to my kids, to my dad. I can't, 
that for me was like, nah, we can't carry on like this. So when, when, I, when I leave here, there should be some form of legacy. My, my first legacy for me as a, as a child of God is my kids knowing God for who he is, knowing about Jesus. Then, then, then the other legacy is, okay, wealth. wealth. It, they might not run the business, but thank God my, my five-year-old now wants to be, she, she asked me recently, well, Dad, who owns Anna's property? And I said, I do. She goes, you're the boss. I said, yes. So you tell me what to do. I said, no, not necessarily tell me what to do. She goes, I want to, I want to do property. She's been to property with me. She, we went, she went with me. So they've, they're already five years old and four. And I took both of them to a property in January that we closed. They, they were there. I was telling her this is the I was showing her the way. Because it's a community where we come to learn. We come to uplift each other. Black people don't work together most of the time. Mm. In my business, I've been let down the most from my own... from. Guys, my from my own side. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So literally, and I've worked with different different races, mm. and I've seen how they've come together to work together. But sometimes we don't have because we don't have a, we don't have a closed we don't have a, like a together community. So if we if we have a good community whereby you can learn about wealth, not not just real estate. Wealth wealth circle is brilliant because you're learning all kinds of things. You're learning about business, mindsets, entrepreneurship, real estate, legacy. You're mm. learning how to build a business. So the things that you can take from here and later on see how you can, you're learning how to scale. So the, the, there's, there's so many things you can learn about, you know, entrepreneurship in the wealth circle that would help you build yourself so that you can then look back and say, okay, in 10 years time, who do I want to be? And that's a question I ask myself all the time. When I started in 2015, I said, I said to myself, in 10 years time, Moses, who do you, you want, want to be? be? I'm doing what I'm I'm doing that thing right now. So I'm speaking to you. Yeah. And I've already asked myself another question. Moses, in another 10 years, I do this a lot. I always take my take, take a calculator and I add my age to five, sometimes five, 10, five, 10, 15, five. Because I'm like, in that, when I get to that stage, what do I want to do? And then I add the ages of my daughters. So how old would they be? What will I be doing? So the first thing I said was, I set myself goals and we have to set ourselves goals and be in a community where we can run, we can work together, not tear each other apart. And sometimes it's quite, you know, and one, one thing I said to myself is, why are you driving a hundred thousand pound car and you live in the council estate? That is wrong. And I'm not trying to offend anyone watching this program or this, this podcast, but we, we shouldn't think liability. I'm going to share something that a Jewish customer, when I used to work in the bank, shared with me years ago. Because when I used to work in the bank, my last job was a personal bank, and I bring those skills into my business. And he said something to me, and he meant no disrespect. And he said, as Jewish, they, when they, they came to the UK you know, years ago, what they decided to do, they, they started buying up, you know, they believe in land ownership. They believe in that quite a lot. And they started buying land. And he said something to me that would never leave me. He said, we started watching the blacks riot. We started watching them, you know, with the riots and stuff. Yes, they were being treated unfairly, but you have to look beyond that. They know what the Jews, they know what Jews have been to, but they thought, no, let's start buying. When this man told me, Daniel, this man told me, he said, I've got my, he told me how much he bought his first house in Golders Green and how much that house is not worth now. That was then in 2015. And I said, what? You bought this? He goes, yeah, that's the, that's, and we've bought quite a few over the years. And he said to me, Moses, Buy your first home. That first home, see that home as an investment. And then from that, from there, scale. 
and give it time. Over time, you see how I walk into the bank with my wife? I just put 20,000 pounds this, I just did this. That's the life you have. And I said, you know what, yeah, imagine if we are in a community like that, that is telling us things like that. What do you think will happen to our mindsets? So we, we, don't start, um, we don't start spending so much. I took, for my 10 year anniversary, I set myself a goal that when is, when is my 10th year anniversary, I am taking my wife, I told my wife, anywhere you want to go to in this world, you pick it. And I'm not going to pay with debt. And by God's grace, I did that. We must challenge ourselves. Be in a community whereby we can learn. And if you're in a community, let's be real, people are stepping your toes. It is, if, is, come on, man, you can't be in a train. Can you imagine going on the, under, do you know how many times people have stepped my, my shoes when they go on the train? I'm sure someone probably stepped <laughs> you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're, if you're in a community where, a community who believes in growth, somewhere where we want to grow, you, you, you can learn things. You don't have to like Daniel Moses. It's not about liking. I, di I didn't come to you thinking, oh, I just liked, no, I said, this guy has something in him that I can take. I can take that and then build here. And I came to the discovery day, the first discovery day. You have always said that. I came to the discovery day and I said, yeah, you know, because I had a goal. Everything. I came to discovery day and you went for the, the HMO stuff and I was asking a lot about the chimney. If you remember this, I was asking a lot, but I spent more time asking. My main question was like, okay, you took this chimney breast in, um, in, the, in the top floor. And then, and, then, and then layouts. And then layouts and stuff. And then I thought, you know what, yeah, when I do it, I'm not doing such a big way. Yeah. You did the top floor. I took the chimney from the bottom all the way to the chimney pots. I smashed and, and the whole I, thing. And I remember you was also quite amazed the fact that how come I'm creating en-suites on the ground floors yeah, as well? Yeah, You know, wow. It's been amazing, Moses, Thank having you, you uh, on the on the Wealth uh, and Business Podcast. Thank you. Just one final question for you. Mm. You've been a member of the Wealth Circle. You know, I've seen your business literally flourish. Mm. Like, where you are January 2022 is not where you are January 2022. February 20, now. Sorry, February 2023. Correct. If there's one thing that you've learned from myself, mm. just to kind of help those who are watching right now to kind of make a decision, mm. you know, what would that one thing be? Hunger. You are so hungry, Daniel. For, for the things you've achieved already, for certain people, they'll be like, this is the time for me to just chill and just enjoy and stuff. But hunger is something that comes from within you. Mm. I can't place hunger in you. No. You can't place hunger in me. No. Hunger has to come from within. And the hunger in you is that you are always looking, what can I do next to become better? What can I, what, how do I get to this other level? There, there are things we've spoken. Me and you, yeah. we, we, I remember we, we have our late night calls sometimes. We, we speak and I'm like, man, you were here, but now you, you're always there and you, you want to keep and the thing is that there's, there's, there's a hunger in you to also see people succeed. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that those, those people must like you or like your ways, but hunger, if anyone is hungry for something, what would happen is when they, when they get started in anything, they will not be quick to quit. Mm. The reason why we have, listen, I've been in this game since 20, I exercised in 2013, but I've been in the game since 2015. I have seen people go on YouTube. I, I, I just didn't say, I just, I've seen, I've watched, stories on YouTube that after a year, I go back and that's, or I go to that page now. And enough. I noticed that, okay, they stopped posting from like 2019, 2020. And I spoke to certain people, say, what are you doing right now? Are you seeing property? Mate? Nah, man, I'm not. Ah, oh, that thing is hard, bro. It's hard. Why? How hungry are you? 
If you're hungry for something, you make sure you find that one thing and you become so good at it. And you also give it time. If you go to a restaurant right now and you're very hungry, they'll literally cook the food and they'll, wait, they'll, give, they'll, they'll give the food time to cook and then they'll present it to you. I'm always cooking. I'm always cooking because the hunger in me is making me produce. I'm always thinking, what can I do to become better? How do I serve? How does the company serve our clients? And you are always yeah. someone who, from, I don't even want to mention some of the things you've achieved alone this year. And you're still not stopping. You, you, you're not stopping. For some people, there's, there's something you got recently. For some people, be like, okay, that's it. I'm good now, you know, I've, I've, my, shoulders are, my shoulders are up now. But you are thinking, you know what? I have this, this someone I'm heading towards. I'm going to keep pushing myself. And I think if we have, if we have that hunger in us, because hunger was something I learned from, a, from that mentor, taught me, he said to me, because I asked him, I said, why did you give me this opportunity? And he said to me, you were determined. There was, there was a hunger in you. You could see it. And I said, you know what? That hunger is still, I mean, I'm even more hungry now because what I'm doing right now is you are helping people, you're affecting people's lives. And I think there's nothing better than learning something, becoming good at that thing, and now adding value back to people. Yeah. That is so key. And the wealth circle is a place whereby you've now you've now created something for the community. But what I love about wealth circle, wealth circle is not necessarily for black people. It's not, it's not a black business. Because some people think because you're black and you're in a business, you're on a black-owned business. I, I tend to kind of like come, come off that. I run a business, I'm an individual, and I run a business, but I'm, I'm a black man. Yeah. So, but you are, you've done something where you can come to the circle, you can learn. If you don't want to, if you, even if you don't want to stay, but come and get something, learn, and then go affect others. And I think, but without the hunger, if people don't have hunger, they will start, and after, after like a few setbacks, one, two, three setbacks, they'll be like, nah, that's it. I'm hungry in my coats. Yeah. I'm done. Wow, wow, wow. Moses? Yes, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Wealth and Business Podcast. Thank and you. I'm looking forward to seeing you again and again and again and again. Thank you. And obviously, congratulations as well uh, in all your successes. Thank you. Um, and all your wins. Your business has literally grown tremendously. And we can't see to showcase you to how we help those who are already on the journey yeah. to also scale. Because one time, a lot of people thought I was only just for the newbies. Mm. And over the years, that's changed. Mm. So you you was not a newbie when you started. Yeah. And you have been able to not just go from your growth stage into your scale phase. Mm -hmm. You are now obviously doing some very, very interesting numbers. I know you don't like to talk about numbers, yeah. but you've gone past your 50,000 pounds day, you know, 50,000 pounds, sorry, years, mm. and now doing, you know, seven figures in your business. Well, so, we're, so we're looking forward to doing that, so we can't wait. So, we can't so wait. we're looking forward to 2023, where you're going to actually hit that seven figures in your business. Congratulations on all your wins. Thank you, man. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you at the Wealth and Business Thank Podcast. Thank you, man. So guys, for those of you who are watching right now, uh, if you want to know exactly how to build, how to scale, how to grow your business, make sure you find out about us more on the show notes and Moses and from Announced Property, his uh, contact on social media and everything else is going to be on the show notes. So make sure you make sure, uh, so make sure you go and reach out 
uh, to him. Follow him on social media. And who knows, he might be helping you. Who is the first time buyer? Find your first or your next buy to let property. I'll see you soon. Take care.